Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today, Saturday, the 11th of September, India registered 33,376 new COVID infections and 308 deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare. The total infections rose to over 3.32 crore, and the death toll rose to 4.42 lakh. Kerala currently contributes to more than 60% of active cases in the country. Talking about Kerala, a journalist working for a Malayalam television channel headquartered in Kerala's Idukki tells News Laundry about the perils of working as a stringer during the pandemic. He said and I quote, "I tested positive twice and was quarantined for almost 50 days in the past year. Since I report on the pandemic, my work requires me to be in places where infection levels are high. Far from getting support from my organization or government, my payments were delayed and my remuneration cut." Unquote. Stringers in Kerala tell similar stories. The pandemic has only exacerbated their problems. Many have lost some or all their income from journalism and are gripped by everyday anxiety about losing their jobs altogether. Read Jishnu D's full report on newsroundy.com titled Kerala Stringers Lived a Hard Life. The pandemic made it worse. Maharashtra is set to witness muted Ganesh Chaturthi celebrations for the second consecutive year due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. In Mumbai, city police have banned gatherings of more than 4 people and processions between September 10th and 19th. Instead of visiting Ganesh Pandals, devotees have been instructed to participate in virtual darshans. The global coronavirus caseload has stopped 223.7 million, while the deaths have surged to more than 4.61 million and vaccinations soared to over 5.64 billion, according to Johns Hopkins University. A paper published by the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said that fully vaccinated residents were 11 times less likely to die from COVID-19 than the unvaccinated since the Delta strain has become the most common variant, reported AFP. Meanwhile, in the Atlanta Zoo, several members of the troop of western lowland gorillas tested positive for coronavirus after handlers noticed the signs of mild coughing, runny noses, and a small loss of appetite. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported 13 gorillas had tested positive for the virus. The newspaper report said it is likely that the virus made its way into the gorilla population from an animal care staffer who was asymptomatic upon coming to work, but who later tested positive for the virus. The deadlock between farmers and district administration of Karnal ended with the state government and farmer union leaders reaching an amicable resolution in the fourth round of meeting held today morning. The Indian Express reported. The state government has assured farmer union leaders that an inquiry committee will be constituted under the chairmanship of a retired judge who will conduct a probe into the August 28th Karnal incident and the role of IAS officer Ayush Sinha. Till the completion of the inquiry, Sinha will remain on leave. The government also assured farmers that two family members of the farmer Sushil Kajal, the farmer who died after the August 28th police lathi charge at Bastara Toll Plaza, will be given a job. although the farmers had also been demanding financial compensation for Kajal's family no such assurance was given as of now after the meeting between the state government's representative a senior ias officer devendra singh and farmer union leaders led by gurnam singh chanduni a joint press conference by both sides was held in karnal where it was announced that the dharna was being called off ias officer devendra singh added and i quote Farmers are our brothers. We have reached a respectable and amicable solution to all the demands that were raised. Unquote. To know about what happened at the Kisan Mahapanchayat in Uttar Pradesh's Muzaffarnagar, do read Basant Kumar's ground report titled "Ground Report: Muzaffarnagar Kisan Mahapanchayat Ka UP Chunav Par Kya Hoga Asar." Basant also talks about the report on this week's Reporters Without Orders podcast, 
head on to our website. Yesterday, officers from the Income Tax Department conducted what they described as surveys at the offices of NewsClick and News Laundry. Unnamed officials told PTI that the operations were conducted to verify certain tax payment details and remittances made by the organizations. However, the officials said that they were conducting separate survey operations and not raids. Income tax officials had served notice to both the organizations on 30th June and had taken the statements of NewsClick's founder and editor-in-chief Prabir Purkhayastha and Pranjal, reported the Indian Express. At News Laundry, Abhinandan Sekri was told not to speak to his lawyer. His personal mobile phone, laptop and a couple of office machines were taken control of and all the data on them were downloaded by the income tax team. Head on to our website newslaundry.com to read Abhinandan's formal statement on the raid or as the IT officers call it, quote-unquote, survey. Even with this, we at News Laundry continued our mission to bring you fair and factual journalism. We are an independent news platform as our support comes from people who value public interest news and choose to subscribe to News Laundry not through government or corporate advertisements. We are not scared of anyone, as Abhinandan said, and I quote, We will persevere. We are clean because you know, news laundry, sab ki dhulai, unquote. Support us on our mission and be a part of our community that keeps journalism alive. Head on to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button. Subscription is as low as 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. In a surprising political development, Gujarat Chief Minister Vijay Rupani today submitted his resignation to Governor Acharya Devrath. It is unclear at this time what precipitated Mr. Rupani's resignation. Addressing the press following his unprecedented exit from the top post, Rupani said his resignation is in accordance with the BJP's tradition of providing all party workers an equal opportunity. Rupani said, and I quote, I am ready to serve in whichever role the party assigns to me, unquote. He also added that he is committed to the leadership of Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Rubani's resignation drew questions from the opposition, with Congress working president Hardik Patel claiming that it reflects the BJP's lack of confidence in their own chief minister. Mr. Rupani is the fourth BJP chief minister to step down in recent months. In July, B.S. Yadarappa resigned as chief minister of Karnataka and the double whammy in Uttarakhand, where Tirat Singh Rawat quit barely four months after replacing Trivendra Rawat. Today, India hosts the first-ever 2 plus 2 ministerial dialogue in New Delhi with Australia. External Affairs Minister S. J. Shankar and Defence Minister Rajnath Singh held the closed-door talks with their Australian counterparts Maurice Spain and Peter Dutton. The dialogue is aimed at further ramping up the overall defence and strategic cooperation between the two countries, including in the Indo-Pacific amid China's increasing military assertiveness in the region. The in-person talks are taking place at a time the global focus has been on the situation in Afghanistan and the issue is likely to figure in the deliberations. This is amid renewed efforts by the Quad member countries to expand cooperation in the Indo-Pacific region. Besides India and Australia, the Quad comprises the US and Japan. The ministers will discuss matters related to economic security, cyber, climate, critical technology and supply chains. Australia's Foreign Minister and Defence Minister will also call on Prime Minister Narendra Modi at his residence in Delhi at around 4.30pm. Dear listeners, please consider this a trigger warning as the following news story may contain graphic details of sexual violence. India Today reported that a woman who was raped and assaulted in Mumbai's Saki Naka area died today, citing the hospital where she was admitted. The woman who was in her 30s was hospitalised in a critical condition on Friday. One man, identified as Mohan Chauhan, has been arrested. The police said that the accused had inserted an unknown object into her private parts, 
reported the Indian Express. Deputy Commissioner of Police Maheshwar Reddy said that the police had received a call around 3:30 a.m. that a man and woman were fighting in the Saki Naka area, according to News 18. He said that upon reaching the site, the victim was found in a tempo with bleeding injuries, and a first information report was registered after she was examined at the Rajwadi Hospital. Reddy said that Chauhan, who is in his 40s, was arrested after the police examined the CCTV footage of the area. The accused was booked on Friday under Section 307, attempt to murder. and 376 rape of the Indian Penal Code Balwan Deshmukh a senior police inspector of the Saki Naka police station said and I quote he will be produced before a magistrate court on Saturday unquote eight people were killed and five others were injured in an explosion and fire caused by liquefied gas cylinder leakage on Saturday at a residential building in the Chinese city of Dalian local officials said According to PTI the accident took place around midnight in the city's Pulandian district. Firefighters and local police immediately rushed to the scene and the fire was put out around 2:30 a.m. The injured have been sent to local hospitals and are in stable condition. The residents of the building have been evacuated. An investigation into the accident's cause is underway, the report said. The UN has condemned the Taliban for what its increasingly violent response to dissent weeks after the group's rapid takeover of Afghanistan BBC reported Taliban fighters killed four people during recent protests the UN claimed demonstrations have taken place across Afghanistan since the fall of Kabul on 15th August demanding respect for women's rights and greater freedoms Taliban fighters have used batons whips and live ammunition against protesters the UN said in its report a spokeswoman for the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights said in a press statement in a quote We call on the Taliban to immediately cease the use of force towards and the arbitrary detention of those exercising their right to peaceful assembly and the journalists covering the protests. Unquote. Taliban fighters swept across Afghanistan in August, capturing provincial centers and eventually the capital Kabul itself in less than 2 weeks. The US then led an airlift from the capital's international airport, evacuating more than 120,000 people before pulling out its own forces on 31st August. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.